it's Antje Boyd, your fierce leader of the Magnetize the Man online retreat where single successful women crack the attraction code and live there happily ever after. And look, I'm really excited for this particular interview today because when we think about the happily ever after, we think so much about harmony and sort of round energy and it's all going to be wonderful, but it's also about stepping into your power, owning the edginess, right? The charged energy of power. So I'm really excited to chat with Clayton Olson about this today. Hey, Clayton. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, I am so thrilled because it's such an edgy and not so much talked about topics that we have to really dive into in order to really be congruent and aligned and not only attract the right relationship for yourself, but truly be true to yourself in the process. So uh, Clayton, I'm just really excited because you know, when we, you and I were always talking like just real truth, like things that are just a little bit more edgy. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to dive into this today because I see so many single women who say, oh, this was done onto me and I'm the victim. They may not say exactly mm -hmm. that they're, they're the victim, but this happened to me. And, and what they failed to do is actually acknowledge that they have a powerful part inside of themselves. So let's just start there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, so just the way that you opened up, just even giving your, uh, uh, the intro to the summit and talking about being true with ourselves and feeling aligned. Like, I just feel that really goes into this power conversation that we're going to have today, because I think power gets a bad rap these days right? We hear the word power out there and it's like, well, what does that mean? And is power going to be abused? And if you have power, um, do you need to be uh, ashamed of having power? Should you not have power? How can you have power in relationships? And it, I think this is such an important topic because as we begin to sort through some of these different dances or rather dynamics and ways that we unconsciously give away our power, we will naturally begin to move the needle and become more aligned in the way that we date in the way that we show up with others and therefore in the way that we show up with ourselves. And I define that as true power is alignment and congruence, which are two words that you used in the beginning of this call. So I just want to point that out as like a North star of what we're ultimately moving towards when we have this conversation. So, yeah. So let's talk about that Clayton, right? When a woman is, you know, just like really saying like, okay, you know, my dad abused me. And so therefore I hate power. I hate um, powerful people in general because they're all out for themselves and they're all just there to exploit other people. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So in those kind of situations, Antia, it can be very easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And what that means is if the uh, bathwater is the abuse, right? It's the, it's this uh, distorted version of power. It can be very easy to say in your point that I have a bad relationship with power. I have a bad relationship with people that are in power and therefore I'm, never going to do that to somebody else. But unfortunately, what we end up disowning in that kind of situation is we disown our ability to challenge people with truth mm. and to be able to lead in our own life. Mm. Because if we have a inflammation or deep fear around ever being an abuser out there in the world, we can't actually challenge people with truth and we can't actually lead because we're afraid that other people might interpret that as abuse. And that's the last thing we want to see ourselves as. Mm. So the mental maneuver that's required in this kind of situation 
to heal from this cycle of perhaps continually attracting men into your life that tend to dominate or abuse their power with you, or to be in a relationship where you're feeling like a powerless one, is first, you have to look inside your own heart and your own mind as to where you might actually be committing some sort of abuse against yourself with the way that you talk to yourself, with the way that you disempower yourself with your own inner dialogue. And the purpose of this is so that you can start to see that the abuser isn't necessarily out there, but that it's inside of you, Mm -hmm. which then can begin to open up some realm of compassion and it starts to return responsibility into your lap because you actually have control over how you talk to yourself. You have at least some awareness around that and can begin to mold it and shift it. So that's the first step is to take what's happening out there and actually bring it in internalize and say, okay, where am I consenting to this, right? Where am I taking my day out on others? Where does my inner voice come from? And what is it sounding like in the quiet moments when I, that I would never admit to anybody else? How do I talk to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. And that's oftentimes where, you know, like the brain deletes, distorts and generalizes reality. Yes. So I really feel the women just having this moment now. <sighs> That's just kind of like that it just hits right now. So if that's you, just really take a moment and just really acknowledge that without being harsh on yourself, but really saying, wow, worth to be curious about that. Totally. And and to see like, where do I put everybody else first? Because I don't even know the reality, what that would look like if, if I actually focus on what I want. Right. Right. Yeah. And what does it look like to put yourself first? And can you put yourself first And also realize that other people might say that's abusive to them by Mm. putting yourself first, right? Mm. And if we can let go of how other people are seeing us and realize that to be a leader in our own life, we're not going to have control over how other people see us at times. It allows us to return this power back in our lap. And as we bring this power and this leadership back into who we are being out there in the world, we dismantle the polarity between feeling powerless and then having to attract a distorted version of dominance into our life, Mm -hmm. right? That dance falls away. So suddenly we can start to attract other people that are also empowered or other people that are unequal to us. And no longer are we attracting the shadow version of the thing we're disowning outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you always attract who you're being to yourself, right? The relationship you have to yourself. And interestingly enough, also like to think about what is your internal representation when you think of an abuser? Because it's not just the abuse itself, right? It's also about uh, maybe that an abuser is selfish or an abuser is whatever. You fill in the blanks. So then also when you talk about throwing the baby out of the bathwater, you also have to be careful that you don't throw out, you know, all the other qualities mm. that actually could also be part of somebody who actually would protect you and would use those very same qualities to benefit you and to support you. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I mean, one way of even just beginning to look at that is to say that if the person that you are seeing is uh, showing up as an abuser, uh, what would be different about them? How would they show up if actually they fully knew that they were okay and they weren't operating from a place of being wounded, but operating with that kind of power from a place of love? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How would your relationship with them change? How would you... Would you feel safer? Would you feel challenged to be your best self? Would you feel challenged to do more in your life? So that's the importance of this is because if we just disown power altogether, 
what might actually happen is you might end up attracting somebody who is no, it does not have the ability to hurt you, but you don't really feel any connection towards them. They don't actually don't have the ability to heal you and be in relationship with you and protect you and have you really feel safe in their arms. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then also, you know, because I was just thinking when we think about power, it's also about intensity. So what if you have fire inside of yourself and you have intensity inside of yourself, but you have this conflict because they're like, oh, if I express my intensity, mm. that's power. That's aggressive. That's like another one, right? It's like sort mm -hmm. of like sort of aggressive. Um, so it also takes away from like, I want to really mirror back more and more how really that self-expression, who you authentically truly are as you strip away from yourself. Right, right. So you end up losing yourself in the relationship. You end up seeing relationship as something where you can't actually focus on yourself you can't actually be in right relationship with yourself and in truth with yourself because you're too worried about coming off as an abuser by expressing your truth. So then relationship becomes this exhausting territory where you start to make calculations of, well, I'm better off single, right? right? It's, it's easier being single. It's too complicated. Whenever I get into relationship, I'm too focused on them rather than realizing that the relationship is the container and the place for you to work through some of this stuff. And it's one of the best containers for you to come into power and be connected simultaneously. And it takes some of this thinking and this maneuvering mentally to restore the responsibility back on your lap and really take ownership and claim your power and your leadership in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked about that, right? How really leadership distorts into dominance. So it also goes vice versa. Like mm -hmm. when you heal your stories and your distortions around dominance, you actually have a chance to really step into. And I really believe that we all need to step into being the leader of our own lives because nobody else is going to lead it as good as we do. And we also don't know what somebody else's agenda is. So right. we know we can trust our own agenda. We don't know if we can trust somebody else's agenda mm -hmm. who may be attempting to lead us. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Right. Yeah, I love that point. Yeah, is, this can save you so much heartache and mm -hmm. have you make better partner selection. So... And Go ahead. Good. I was going to say, pick people that are willing to really do the work and meet you and, and grow with you rather than it turn into just a power dynamic where right. it's a zero sum game. Yeah, totally. Um, and we also were talking about, you know, even when you think about the giver and the receiver, mm. so it's like maybe another example, like it's a slightly different angle. Yes. Talk about yes. that. Yep. And so the flavor that I'm going to just enter into this conversation with is talking about the, the abandonee and the abandoner a little bit, because I think that kind of goes, goes into this. So uh, if you are somebody who is consistently feeling like you're being abandoned by the, uh, your partner, and if, uh, one of those uh, dialogues that might be running in your mind is, uh, I give everything and they take and then they leave, right? So that we have this giver taker dynamic happening. So the abandonee, if you're the abandonee, typically there's a harsh sense of judgment around the abandoner. How could they do this to me? Everybody abandons me. But what the abandonee often fails to realize is that they are actually abandoning, them, abandoning themselves repeatedly over and over again in their life by putting so much emphasis on the other person and how the other person's doing and how the connection is doing that they take all the focus off of themselves. And so they abandon themselves in relationship. Now, when we can begin to see that we are doing the same thing to ourselves that is being echoed out like a mirror outside of us in relationship, we can see that it's not about them, but rather it's about some type of dynamic that needs to resolve within us. So some compassion begins to form. 
possibly a little bit of self and personal responsibility can begin to emerge as well. And as you realize that abandoning yourself is something that you do and that if you begin to switch this and own and claim that this is, this is how I show up in my life sometimes, you also then begin to get access to the ability to be the sovereign one in relationship mm-hmm. where, look, there are situations in your life where abandoning someone or something or some cause or some commitment that you have is absolutely necessary, right? If you are in a relationship with somebody who is abusing you truly or a narcissist, it might make sense for you to abandon that path, right? It might make sense for you to be able to fully feel good about honoring yourself and taking your life. And we almost are talking about leadership again Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. distinction, but Mm -hmm. being able to take any shame or judgment around abandoning off and say, Hey, like this is, this is a powerful decision that I need to make. And it's an act of self love rather than an act of self betrayal is to be able to abandon things if they are not serving my highest good. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And at the end of the day, you know, I just really feel you, we all have our agendas. Like we all have like our thoughts, like where we're like, God, I just want to chop this guy's head off right now. You know, and even just like acknowledging that to be like, yeah, I was just not happy in this situation. Like it just really made me angry. Um, That in and of itself is actually like countering that self abandonment. Mm-hmm. And actually saying yes to yourself, particularly in those like really edgy moments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I and I think all this too bleeds into the giver, taker, receiver role as well. So if you're identifying as a giver in a relationship and you're constantly attracting takers, the the quality to begin to reinstate within yourself is the role of learning how to receive of learning how to stop giving and learning how to receive. And the more that you can learn how to receive, you will naturally reduce the charge around a taker's attraction to you. If you're constantly identifying in the role of being a giver, because look, if you're constantly identifying as a giver, you need a taker in your life to confirm that identity about yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you can be open to also taking slash receiving, then the, res- the relationship becomes a reciprocal dynamic where both of you can give and take and receive. Yeah, totally. And, um, and the other piece also is like just the willingness to lead into the, lead, lean into the edge because whether you speak up and that's the edge for you or to actually receive because that to me is edgy too. It's like, you know, to, because that's vulnerability. It's like, oh my God, I'm receiving help. Right. Well, depending to what woman you talk to, this can be like the most scariest thing in the world. Yeah. So to really kind of like abandoning, when we talk about abandoning, I like this theme today, uh, really abandoning sort of this idea. I just feel like this sort of this round energy, like basically everything is great. We're not disagreeing with anyone. Um, it's inside of ourselves too. To just like, oh, everything feels great, but it's just on the outside, on the inside, there's this war going on. There's this chaos going on. There's all those parts conflicts. They're all over the map. Yeah. It's how we lose ourselves in relationship. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I know you have an exercise for us, Clayton, where the women can actually experience that and actually experience, you know, what it would look like to be the challenger and maybe Mm -hmm. out of that daily Mm -hmm. abandonment all the time. Yeah. I think Marianne Williamson says she's got a quote that says a perspective is quite literally a perspective shift is quite literally a miracle. Mm -hmm. And that's what this exercise is designed to do is just 
to give you a little bit more flexibility in how you see yourself and how you see the other person. And maybe even how you see both of you and how you're interacting so that you have more perspective and flexibility to be able to enter into the dynamic from a place of choice rather than reaction and old patterning. Totally. So uh, the way that this exercise starts off is that there's going to be three positions. Okay. And when I say positions, I mean quite literally positions either in your room, in your bed, uh, in your bedroom, wherever you are. So you would either take a sticky note and you could put it down on the ground and mark out three positions. And we're essentially making a triangle. So you're going to have position one is going to be facing position two. Position two is right here facing position one. And then position three is the position of the observer looking at position one and two. So what I'd love for you to do is I want you to think of somebody that there's a particular charge around. It could be somebody that you've experienced in the past. It could be somebody that you're in a relationship with currently that feels very challenging to you. And what I'd love for you to do is just go ahead and imagine standing in or stepping into position one, which is the position of self. So step into yourself while you are in relationship with that other person and just notice what it feels like to be inside your body. And imagine looking out through your eyes and seeing that other person in front of you and see their facial features and their body posture and notice how your body is impacted by their presence. Notice the thoughts that come up. Notice the feelings and the sensations that are present for you. Notice any types of beliefs, judgments, accusations about yourself that may be present as a result of being in this dynamic. And just take a little mental snapshot of that, of what that feels like. And then go ahead and imagine on your next exhale, popping out the back of that self and leaving that self in position one. And maybe think about the first car that you drove and the color of it and whether it had a CD player or a tape deck and maybe the license plate number of that first car. We call this a break state just so we can create a clearing from the energy you've just experienced to the energy you're about to experience. And now what I'd love for you to do is go ahead and in your mind's eye or quite literally in the space in front of you, imagine position two and put that person in position two, that person that you've been having a charge with. See their body there. See them standing there or sitting there looking over at position one, looking over at, at the version of you that was in position one. And now with one of your next exhales, go ahead and imagine sitting down or stepping into position two. Allow your heart to match up with their heart. Allow your lungs to breathe through their body. Allowing your face to click perfectly in a place with theirs. And just get an imprint of what it's like to be them. Maybe they're a taker. Maybe they're an abandoner. Maybe they are a dominator or an abuser. Whatever it is, just feel into that. Feel what it's like to be them. Feel where your center of gravity is. Looking out through, through their eyes, look at you. See yourself in position one sitting there. Notice the thoughts and the accusations they may have about you. And this may be uncomfortable. But continue to breathe through it and just be present to it. 
And more importantly, begin to notice the accusations, the silent accusations they have about themselves. The things that they are really afraid might be true about them that they don't want to admit. That makes it so hard for them to be them. Feel the places where they come against, come up against their own limitations to love themselves. The things that they're hiding. The places where they feel blocked. Just noticing the pattern and the architecture and the geometry of what it's like to be them. Go ahead and take another deep breath. And as you do, just take a mental snapshot of what it's like to be in this experience. And then go ahead and take another breath. And on one of your exhales, whatever feels comfortable, go ahead and imagine popping out of their back, leaving them in position too. Leaving anything, if there's any remnants of their emotional experience, of their mental experience, of their physical experience, just go ahead and allow that to flow back to them. Allowing that to be there in position two. And just imagine, what is your phone number backwards? Try to recite that in your mind. Maybe imagine a picture of your phone number and then go ahead and reverse it. And then in your mind, count out the digits backwards. Very nice. Maybe thinking of the color of your first room that you grew up in. All right, beautiful. So now we have position one and we have position two. So as a floating point of consciousness, you can see these two positions looking at each other. And now imagine position three, which is the observer position, clean, clear, detached observer position. Go ahead and whenever you're ready, allow your breath to guide you into that position. So quite literally stand or sit down into this third position and in your mind's eye, looking objectively at yourself and the other from the outside. Notice the dynamic between these two. Notice the energetic dance that is happening. Notice both of their postures. Notice the way that they're breathing. Noticing the eye contact. Noticing any type of interesting observations you might have about these two, the way that they somehow are in tandem dancing and how they actually are consenting to this experience. You may or may not be aware of that, but just notice it. Allow there to be any thoughts or insights that surfaces to bubble up, whether they're overt or subtle. Seeing this relationship from the outside. And go ahead and take on one of your next breaths, a good mental snapshot of what it's like to be in this clean, clear observer position, seeing yourself and seeing this other person from the outside. Go ahead and pop out the back of the observer now and then taking all of this information, taking all of this information of these different positions Allow yourself to sit back down or stand in position one. So imagine yourself stepping right back into the shoes in the body of that self position, allowing your heart, lungs, and face to click perfectly with that version of you. Bringing with this association all of the information, upgraded perspectives 
of what's actually going on, a more perhaps holistic, truthful understanding of what's actually happening. And as you look out through your eyes, just notice what the relationship is now like with this person in other position. Notice what feelings are present. Notice what new feelings may be present and what ones may be missing. Noting any sensations that may be present in your body, any thoughts. And now, let's just go ahead and imagine that behind that person, as you're looking at them, just imagine for a moment some deeply powerful and infinitely loving presence comes walking up or floating up behind them, behind number two, as you are in position number one. And imagine them putting their hands, or if they're just a floating point of some type of entity, just allow and see tons of light and love begin to pour into that person, pour into all of that person's crevices, the places that are dim and dark and shut down, See them begin to light up and fill up. See the difference in that person's eyes. See any distortion begin to become more energetically aligned. As this person starts to remember that they're okay and that they're loved. And they begin to love themselves and remember their wholeness and completeness allowing this loving presence to heal this person fully and completely helping them remember who they really are at their true essence. Then go ahead and just notice the relationship now you have with that person. Taking note that who they were being was never really about you. Their distortion wasn't about you. It was a reflection of some of their own limitations and not remembering who they really are. And just notice what it's like to see them. Notice how their posture changes. Notice if there's any difference in their light in their eyes, the way that they're breathing. And then from that place, what I'd love for you to do is just one last time Go ahead and imagine floating out of position number one and sit back down or stand in position number two to this version of this person that has been fully healed with light, with love, their limitations and accusations and incriminating thoughts removed. Feel what it's like to stand in their undistorted power. Taking a deep breath and just allowing yourself to get a flavor of this, just an imprint of what this looks like, what this feels like, what this sounds like, the tone of this new presence. And then only as quickly as you can allow whatever changes that have taken place 
to be part of your emotional coding in a graceful and positive and life-giving way. Feel free to come back and open your eyes and find yourself here now. Wow, ladies, like feel into that and take a moment if you need to. That's really powerful. Clayton, that's really, really powerful. So just really come back to your body. Ah, so for the ladies who are like, wow, Clayton, this is really great work. And I want to, yeah, explore more what that would look like to continue this journey. Yeah. With you, like what is a free gift or offer you have for them? Yeah. So my teaching partner, Jack Butler, and I have a webinar that we've put on that's called the three keys to attracting and keeping a high quality man. And ultimately, this is about returning you to a place of personal sovereignty, power and choice in your life so that you can attract someone who's an equal that's vibrating at the same level. It's not about tricks, but rather it's about removing those blocks, those limitations that are in your way that are just resting in your blind spots and just reorienting towards those gracefully and delicately so that you can really enjoy the process, whether you're single or in a relationship and you can enjoy yourself and who you're being and start to create something different than what you've had before. So I'm sure you've got the link on your side and I'd love to just powerfully put an invitation out there for folks to join if they are not familiar with that. Awesome. Yeah. So the link is below the video ladies. So thank you so much, Clayton. This was super powerful, super impactful. I can feel the energy shifting of the women already. And for the ladies, I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.